<laughs> this is WJXCLP, Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio, 107.9 FM. Your home for Bruin Sports Radio coverage of St. Joe Bruin football, Bruin basketball, and the Bruin Buzz Live every Friday evening and Monday morning. The Bruin Buzz Live is underwritten by Doug Thomas Percussion, Bank Plus, Bell Brothers Inc., The Blanchard Group, Brad Miller EXP Realty, Brent's Drugs, Bernini Grantham Grower and Hughes, Clements Realty, CrossFit Fossil Fuels, and John B. Stewart Real Estate Appraiser and Consultant. Hello everybody, this is the Bruin Buzz Live, a 30-minute interview show airing every week on Friday at 5 p.m. and repeating Monday morning at 7.30 a.m. I'm your host, Jack Clements, and this week I'm joined by St. Joe alum and ninth grade history teacher, uh, Miss Jenna Murphy, who is the Quiz Bowl extraordinaire and youth leg coordinator. So we're going to be talking about all that and more, but before we get into the interview, here are a few news headlines topping Bruin News Now this week. We are looking forward to a busy weekend here at St. Joe. Bruin football will have its last regular season game on Friday, and on Sunday, St. Joseph Catholic School will host its annual open house. Open house is a great way for interested families to learn all about what St. Joe has to offer. This is a free event and will take place from 2 to 4 in the Fine Arts Auditorium. A promotional video will be shown and student council leaders will be leading guided tours. There will also be a performance by the Bruin Band and Choir, so be sure to come out and see what we have to offer here at St. Joe. This past Thursday, St. Joe held its annual fundraiser, Scary for Carrie. This is a Halloween fundraiser that allows students to pay $3 to dress in Halloween costumes. All the money raised goes to pay the medical expenses of St. Joe alumna Carrie Maniscalco, who has been sick for many years with various illnesses. This is just another example of how the Bruin family always takes care of their own. This past week, instead of holding our usual school mass on Thursday, we celebrated All Saints Day with a special mass earlier today. On this holy day of obligation, we take time to honor the saints and renew our efforts to follow their examples. All Saints Day is followed each year by All Souls Day, a liturgical holiday in which we pray for the souls in purgatory and celebrate all souls. Respect, Respect Life Month ends today, but our awareness of the issue continues. Be on the lookout for a pro-life club sign-up sheet outside of Miss Skeet's door in the coming weeks. Members of the club will stage pro-life assemblies for students and will raise awareness of the issue around the community. Starting today, Bruinthon will begin its annual No Shave November fundraiser, in which male students can pay $15 not to shave for the entire month of November. All proceeds go to the Bruinthon Committee, which raises money for Blairy Batson Children's Hospital. St. Joe alumni Mason Fridge will be coming in town to speak with students about his experiences at the United States Naval Academy. Mason is a graduate of the class of 2016 and we are very grateful for his contributions to our, to our country and looking forward to seeing him give his presentation. Preparations for St. Joe's largest annual fundraiser, the Jeans, Jazz, and Bruin Blues Drawdown have already begun. Mark your calendars for the event at the Country Club of Jackson on January 25th. You can purchase your tickets online at the St. Joe website. 
And this past week, we were fortunate enough to have beautiful weather on Tuesday when St. Joe held its annual trunk or treat in the Fine Arts parking lot. This was a huge success. And now moving on to Bruin Sports News. Kicking off this week's sports report is Bruin Football. The team will host Senior Night this Friday. The, last week, the Peelhatchee Chiefs were too much for the Bruins to handle as they won 34-0. Key senior football player Andrew Sandley was injured in this game and will miss the rest of the season. But hopefully he will recover in time to play his senior baseball season. This week, the Bruins 2-7 will face off against the Riverside Bulldogs 2-8 at home tonight. Both teams are 0-3 in district play and are hoping to get their first district win tonight. A win tonight would also clinch the last spot in the playoffs for the district. Remember, if you cannot make Senior Night tonight, you can listen live on WJXDLP Jackson Mississippi Catholic Radio 107.9 FM. Or you can watch a live stream of the game on the Bruin News Now channel on YouTube. Coverage will begin at 6.30 p.m. on both. In Bruins swimming, the boys and girls competed in the state championship where they both came in second place. However, there are a couple of records broken. Senior Kenny Thomas broke an individual record and a couple of boy relay teams broke records. Although the swim team fell short, they still feel like they had a very successful season. Rolling in next is the Bruin bowling team. The team had tryouts last week and everyone made it. The team began practice this week. They practiced Monday and Tuesday starting at 2.45 at Metro 24 Bowling Alley. The cross-country team has been inactive recently, but they are still working hard as they have their big state meet this weekend. Hopefully, runners like William Fugate and Angela Bethea can come up big once again. The Bruins soccer team has been conditioning for weeks and has already made its cuts for the team. The team has now been practicing after school getting ready for the season opener, which will happen Thursday at Clarksdale with the girls playing at 9 and the boys at 12. Good luck, Bruins. That's it for your Bruin News Now and Bruin Sports Report update for this week. And now, without further ado, Miss Jenna Murphy. Thank you for being on the show this week. Not a problem. So you are a graduate of St. Joe, and now you're back teaching. So I mean, what, what is that like? Um, it's kind of weird. I graduated in 2002, and... Um, the it's really it's it's very interesting to watch how the campus has grown because when I started my ninth grade year here it was the first year that the Madison campus was open and we didn't have a gym completed we didn't have a cafeteria so a lot has changed in the amount of time that I have been not here so when you came back and you saw these changes I'm sure you were like wow this is this is a lot different well it's nice to see um, investment still happening in the school because it has such a long tradition of educating people in Jackson. Right, that's true. And so what, what you're doing here now is you're teaching ninth grade history, but you're also the uh, quiz bowl leader. So uh, that's one thing that I don't think we talk about a whole lot on a Bruin Broadcasting, but let's, t let's just uh, try and get into like, what is quiz bowl? Well, the reason why you don't talk about it a lot is because it's it's kind of not that interesting. <laughs> but um, Quiz Bowl is academic competition. That's what some people call it. And um, there's a team of four, and they go and um, compete against other schools' teams of four. 
to see who can get questions right. And there are questions from every single different subject. So um, you have math, you have chemistry, you have physics, you have history, you have literature. It's just, it's everything. So you go and you just answer uh, questions and whoever gets the most right wins the competition? Well, it's, um, I'm, I think it's more, I'm trying to think of something that like I can liken it to, um, kind of like Jeopardy. So okay. whoever um, brings in first, that team and that person that rang in gets to answer that question. And if they're wrong, it goes to the other team. So so is it, is it like a point system? Yeah, there are like, points. Like you pick like science for 500? No, you no. don't get to do that. Okay. They have the, the categories for you. Okay. Um, sometimes so if you there's do a, get to pick a category? If there's a tiebreaker. Okay. Then you can say they'll give you two options, and you get to pick which option you want to. Okay, I use. see. So it's teams of four. So how is that team of four selected? Um, they came and wanted to be on Quiz Bowl. Our captain is Lake Dodson, and he's a senior. Um, other people on the team are juniors. We have Ethan Avery. We have Menley Clayton. Um, Nicholas Abear and uh, Elizabeth Weisenberger, and then we have sophomore Walker Price. All right, so they go to these competitions, and so how many other schools do it? Is this like a common high school thing? It really is. Um, the competition we're about to go and compete in, there's this whole bracket, and I mean, it looks like if you were picking for, like, you know, March Madness, it really does. Oh, it's, it's all tournament style. Yeah. So your team of four competes against one other team of four at a time. Yes. Is that how it works? Yes. Okay, so winner moves on. Correct. So, okay, see, I was under the impression when you said it was like Jeopardy that it was all the teams of four together. Oh, yeah, that would be probably more efficient. But and they no, were just buzzing in if they knew it. That would be faster because as it is now, the tournament we're about to go to, um, the first round is uh, one, you know, it's, what is it, Thursday? And then the next one is in three weeks. And then the next one after that is in three more weeks. I mean, so it's th this all tournament is going to last for. Yeah, into January, possibly. A long time. Yeah. Okay, so I'm still a little confused about, like, the procedure. So they do they read the question, and then you buzz in? Or? There's a proctor, and okay. they start reading. You know, you know the subject, so it would be science. Okay. And they start reading the question. And if you think you know the answer, you can stop them and answer it. Before they're done. Before they're done. But if you're wrong, you're wrong. So they don't finish reading the question for you. But if you're wrong, it goes to the other team, and then they do finish reading the question. I see. And so it just goes back and forth, and is it like a set number of questions or until one team wins by so many? You have the um, – usually it's about six per category, I guess you would call it. And then whoever wins that category, you know, they win that category, and then we move on to another topic. So does this work like other high school competitions where there's like districts and – like state championships or no um <laughs> you have to kind of just find the tournaments and okay. enter them and so at this point it's mainly things that don't conflict with everything else everyone's doing because so many people at st joe are involved in so many different activities it has to start with are you free this week and then we can decide which ones we want to go to yeah and see that's another thing with it being like a, a small school everyone pretty much does everything right like, we've got people who do football, baseball, soccer, track, all kinds of stuff. And it's always been that way. I mean, that was how it was when I was here. Right. People will do band, theater, everything. Um, 
So you did quiz bowl when you were at St. Joe, correct? Yes, I did. I did do quiz bowl. So would you say that your experience with it is what made you want to kind of lead the program here? Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. Um, my friends and I that were on the quiz bowl team, we had a lot of fun going to tournaments and trying to make sure we were better than everyone else. Um, well, of course. Yeah, because we are. Um, <laughs> The one that, the, the memory that sticks out the most to me that makes me still laugh to this day is that we, this Catholic school goes and we have a final, you know, um, sudden death round with another team. And so we got to choose between two topics. I cannot for the life of me remember what one of them was, but the other one was the Protestant Reformation. And so we're all looking at each other and we're going, it's, we've got to choose the other topic. You know, we, there's no way we can do the Protestant Reformation. <laughs> and then um, one of the team members who's actually my husband now, he had gone to a Baptist school before he came to St. Joe. And so he looks at us and he's like, no, 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 we've got this. And we were like, are you sure? He says, yes, absolutely. So we went, okay. And so we picked the Protestant Reformation and he got every single question right. And the rest of us are just sitting there watching as he's answering all the questions. Wow. But we won. So that was great. That's all that matters is that you won. Yeah. All right. So now we're going to have to, wow, that was fast. But we're going to have to go to a a quick commercial break to thank our sponsors. So um, thank you so much. And we will be right back with uh, Miss Jenna Murphy after the break. The Bruin Buzz Live is under the umbrella of Bruin Broadcasting Network, which is part of the award-winning, student-produced journalism department at St. Joseph Catholic School. All of the work we produce is entirely student-done under the advisory of Mr. Terry Castorino. None of this work that we produce would be possible without the generous support of all of our sponsors. This show, The Bruin Buzz Live, is made possible by Doug Thomas Percussion, Bank Plus, Bell Brothers Inc., The Blanchard Group, Brad Miller EXP Realty, Brent's Drugs, Bernini Grantham Grower and Hughes, Clements Realty, CrossFit Fossil Fuel, and John B. Stewart Real Estate Appraiser and Consultant. Thank you to all of our fine sponsors, and now, back to the show. And we're back to the Brewing Buzz Live. Once again, I'm your host, Jack Clements, and this week I'm joined by Miss Jenna Murphy. And so in our the segment before this, we talked all about Quiz Bowl. So now we're going to shift gears and talk about Youth Leg. So for those who don't know, Youth Legislature, you would say it's like a mock legislature. I mean, yeah. it is a mock legislature where youth from different high schools go and they hold a legislature session at the Capitol. So, I mean... What all goes into the preparation for this? Because it's a lot. It is a lot. Um, At first, you know, first we figure out who wants to go, obviously. And then they have to start researching and writing their own bills. So it's like they're pretending to be our House of Representatives or, um, you know, just making laws. And um, people always want to do the really, the really big, heavy laws and usually those are covered by federal law. And so I always have to say, okay, give me your idea, and then we'll see if it's even possible. So you only debate state law. Right. It's only state laws. So okay, anything so you, that would affect the state of Mississippi. So only like Mississippi code. You cannot change any federal laws. Right. So okay. you have to be able to determine whether it's the jurisdiction of the federal courts or the state. All right. So you know, students write their bills, and then they go... And it's a, a full legislature conference. 
So, I mean, I, I have a lot of questions personally because I'm attending it this year for the first <laughs> time. So what, what what exactly is it like when you get there? Okay, well, um, if you know anything about the legislative process, you write a bill, and first it has to go to committee. So it will be assigned to a particular committee. So um, if the bill is, let me think of one. If it has something to do with teaching, uh, I don't know, swimming in schools, making sure every student can swim, then it would go to education. That's the education subcommittee. That's where it's first argued the first time. They'll read the bill. Um, the author would stand up and present it, explain it, and then it opens up to the rest of the people in that committee to ask questions and just kind of quiz the author, like, why do we need this bill? Um, how much is it going to cost us? Will it really benefit the citizens of the state of Mississippi? Things like that. Okay, and so from committee... What happens then? Assuming the bill doesn't die in committee. Assuming the bill doesn't die, and usually the first round of committee, they don't die because it's the first night and everybody's feeling, you know, generous. Um, if it gets past that first committee, depending on whether it is a House bill or a Senate bill, it'll go before the full chamber. So assuming you have a House bill, it will go first to House Committee for Education. And then it goes to the full House the next day. So what determines a House versus a Senate bill? It's kind of randomly assigned. It's just like draw out of right. a hat. House gets so many. Senate gets so many. Right. Um, you know, in the actual process, it's whoever authors it. Okay. And it'll start in the House or the Senate. But for our purposes, it's kind of just assigned. Okay. Now, when students go, are they assigned to either the House or the Senate? Um. To my knowledge, that's how it works. Now, since this is my first year actually being the sponsor, I'm kind of going off of what I remember from when I did it in high school. So it may have changed a little bit, and I don't quite know. Hopefully, they assign you. If not, okay. then I'm just going to be going you, 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 and you, your We're house. There, yeah, exactly. The so we'll see. That'll be fun to figure out. Okay, and it's a whole weekend thing. So, I mean, that, right, it is like a whole weekend. Yeah, it starts okay. on um, Wednesday evening. We'll go down to, um, it's at, oh my God, what's that hotel? Because it's changed names like a million times. Anyway, we go there and um, it starts that night and then you go all day on Thursday, all day on Friday, and then about a half a day on Saturday. Okay, so there, it's committees and then it goes to... The full chamber. The full chamber, and that's where it's debated? Yes, it's the same process as it is in committee. It's just you're in front of more people. Okay, so it's just a larger audience. Right. To it. And then if it passes through there, it will have to go to, if it was a House bill, it'll go to Senate Committee for Education. And it has to make it through that committee. And then if it makes it through that committee, it can go to the full Senate. And if it makes it through the full Senate, it can go to the um, student governor and they can sign it into law. Okay, so how, there's a student governor. How would one... Do you run for that? You do. Um, okay. You have to be a junior, and you had to have gone to youth leg before. Um, starting, it's ninth grade through twelfth grade technically, but it's kind of one of those things where if you're a freshman, you don't really have the background necessary to be able to know what's going on. So we kind of limit it to sophomores and up at St. Joe. I see. So you run for that. Are there any other elected positions? Every single position that would be elected in um, the oh, Mississippi so like legislature. Like a governor, yes. Speaker of the House, all that kind of good Everything, stuff. Everything, yes. Oh, okay. So, I mean, it, it truly is a mock legislature. Yes, absolutely. So, and it, it's the whole process is to, 
you know, show kids this is what you do. This is a career path open to you, and this is how you can make a difference in your state. All right, so um, you go, you do, you debate the bill, you go through the whole thing, and then uh, you next year, if you do it as a 10th grader, next year you're open to run for office. Absolutely. Awesome. So you did this when you were at St. Joe's well. Do you have any uh, personal stories about how you liked it? Um, well, I got, my senior year, I got the um, Most Outstanding Statesman Award. It's like the highest award they give. Oh, wow. And um, I was there with people who are now involved in state government. Um, the Shad White, who is the um, um, treasurer now, he was there with me. And so, you know, a lot of people now that are kind of involved in politics, I'm like, oh my goodness, I remember you when you were, you know, 16 and, you, and, and nerdy and, you know, like all that kind of stuff. So that's fun to see. Um, and. I really like the plaque I got for getting that award because it's misspelled, and oh. to me those things are very funny. So. <laughs> well, at least at least you you can laugh about it. Yes, the absolutely. And, um, so I mean, this really is a uh, eye opener for people who might be like thinking this could be a career path. It is, and a lot of kids like this is where they get their start in our state. Is they'll start at you know youth leg, and sometimes. Um, through speech and debate, they also have a you know a legislature that you can go and you can practice. But a lot of people that are involved in politics started at youth leg and they have worked their way through the system. And so this is open to ninth through twelfth graders from any high school in Mississippi. Yes, if they register if and they, they have register. a sponsor and all that kind of fun stuff. Okay, all so that technical stuff that y'all don't have to worry about. Right. So about the stuff that we do have to worry about. So students, you know, they write the bill and then. They wait. So, like, the bill automatically goes to committee, right? Like yes, you, it automatically gets assigned. Yes. At least to have it read. Unless they contact me and say, these people are terrible. I don't know what they did. It's not even written in English. It's going to get assigned to committee. <laughs> okay. I see. And so, that was really the hardest thing for my group because you, know, you sent our bill back like three times. Yes. Was writing the bill. I'm very particular. I didn't, I didn't realize how much detail goes into these things. Well, that that's kind of the key is you don't want to leave anything up to interpretation. Okay. Um, when I was in law school, we had a state legislature come and talk to one of our classes and he brought an example of a bill that he was trying to um, get pushed through and it was altering or making embryos where you could adopt them. So people who had been through IVF, there would be a legal process for them to, you know, it's kind of, it's not like you're donating, you're, you know, giving it to another couple who may not be fertile to have these babies instead of either donating the embryos to science or, you know, washing them down the drain completely or keeping them in storage. You know, that's for some people, that's a really horrible thing to treat these, you know, little babies as nothing. So um, his bill was written to make, to change our adoption code to make these embryos like you could adopt them as if they were real babies. But he wrote it so badly that we my entire class kind of just tore him apart because we were like this word is defined incorrectly you didn't define this part and so it was it was kind of funny to watch someone who's a legislature or a legislator kind of get, get, get his get hand you know, get it handed a, to him by a bunch of law, law school class. kids yeah because yeah, see that that was crazy to me because i was like oh you know we're trying to do this just a couple sentences and we'll but the better it's written on the front end, the less work you have to do right. on the back end. So that's right. that's it. So this work on the back end, let's just talk about what all goes into that. 
Okay, so if I let you, we'll say for example, if I let you submit the bill that you gave me the first time, um, there would be people who are really, really into this and they've done it since they were, um, I mean, there are some you can even do like with junior high. So some people start going to this in seventh grade. Uh, so there are some seasoned vets. Yes, there are some people that know every single thing they're doing. And um, they would take a look at this bill and they would say, uh, okay, it's not formatted correctly. It doesn't define this word. It doesn't define this other word. It, you know, you, you haven't given me any information here. You just want to make this a law, and there's no reason behind it. I see. That makes sense. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely, you basically have to have the dictionary down there, too, make sure everything is very cut and dry. Right. There's no, no room for interpretation. Because as soon as somebody can interpret it, they can interpret it differently than you thought that it was. Right. They can, they can misinterpret it, and that's, that's the problem with a lot of times with laws is when they're written, um, people don't really think about what does this word actually mean and what do I need it to mean in this situation. Um, a lot of people get mad at lawyers because they like to argue that, but that's kind of their job is look at these words, determine whether or not it means it, what it's means. supposed to mean, and then say... Or if you're just making the meaning fit. Exactly. I see. So, uh, so like, after you go into committee, say you took a very bad bill into committee. Mm-hmm. Is there anything you can do to fix it? You can amend the bill. So just okay. like in the actual you know, legislative process, there are amendments. And when you get there, if someone says, I don't understand you know, this part of your bill, this word's not defined, it's not clear, you need to fix it, you can then write an amendment, have it added to the bill. So then when, um, if you do that in committee, you fixed it. Right. And then it goes to your regular chamber. So does it go through committee again? Or? If you if it gets amended, say if it's a house bill, and it gets it gets through committee because people were tired, they weren't paying attention, and then it gets to the full yeah, you got it snuck in, um, and then somebody gets it to the full house. If it gets amended in the house, it'll have to go back to committee. Okay. So that's uh, that's another reason why I'm so mean to y'all about your grammar and your punctuation and all that stuff on the bills because I want you to get if if it can go through I want it to go through and I don't want it to get sent back mm-hmm. to committee and then you or don't get it to die the governor. In committee. right because then it's like you wasted you've wasted lots your of, time lots of effort lots of time so okay if your bill dies in committee do you still go on to debate other bills absolutely okay um, okay so there, I don't know if you were like eliminated because your bill no was bad. you don't get eliminated <laughs> this is you know brain competition, not actual athletic prowess. Um, No, like, honestly, when I did it, I would always kind of do a not super great bill because it's more fun to look at other people and go, okay, this is what's wrong with yours, fix it. Because I'm that kind of person, which is why I'm a teacher now, you know? Like, I like to say, okay, we need to fix whatever is wrong with you. Um, So that's what I would always do is I would kind of, I mean, I would support my bill, but then if it got... If it, if it didn't get passed, then I was like, all right, now I still get to have fun and, you know, get all these other people sweating. Right, you were behind it, but it wasn't, you know, the end-all, be-all. Right, you, exactly. The best part was debating other Exactly. Bills. See, I think that's going to be the best part for me. It is really fun. I think, yeah, I, I just, I've talked to people who have done it before, and they said it was just incredible. It really is. It is. And if you can keep a sense of humor about it, then it's right. it's a billion times more fun than people who go in there thinking they're going to be, you know, the next William Winter when right. it's like, you just, this is still high school. Like you still need to have fun with this right. stuff. It's got to be fun. And I really think it is going to be fun. Like it sounds like such a fun thing to do. It really is. So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that a lot. Uh, well, that's going to be all the time we have. Thank you so much for, uh, for being on the show. I know this was 
when I ask you to do it, you're kind of like, ah, but it wasn't bad, was it? No, I just hate the way I sound. And so, you know, I was like, I can't do anything stupid and then distract from, you know, my voice because this is all <laughs> voice. There's no action here. <laughs> That's true. But I think it sounded great. Uh, just the little audio test we listened to, it should be fine on the radio. Awesome. But uh, anyway, thanks for being on the show. And ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to WJXCLP, Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio. 107.9 FM. This is your home for Bruin Sports radio coverage of Bruin football, Bruin basketball, and this show, The Bruin Buzz Live. Remember, tonight at 7 p.m., the Bruin football team faces off against the Riverside Bulldogs at Bill Rayfield Field. Kickoff is at 7 and the pregame show on WJXCLP and on the Bruin News Now live stream on YouTube will begin at 6.30 John Bellotti and myself will bring you all the action from the last regular season football game for the Bruins. Be sure to tune in if you cannot make it to the game. You've been listening to The Bruin Buzz Live on WJXCLP, Jackson, Mississippi Catholic Radio, 107.9 FM. This show is a production of the St. Joseph Catholic School Journalism Department under the advisory of Mr. Terry Casarino. A special shout out to Hannah Deer, another journalism student, for recording all of the music for the radio show this week. This show is copyright 2019 by Bruin Broadcasting Network and St. Joseph Catholic School. 308 New Mansdale Road, Madison, Mississippi, 39110. Until next week, this is Jack Clements, signing off.